0: Now, in today's episode, we're kind of taking half from Epicurus and and half from Seneca uh, because we find ourselves towards the latter half of Seneca's eighth letter. And in verse seven, he kind of gives a quote from Epicurus that he, he thinks is valuable and worth thinking about. And then he expands on it a little bit. So, it's a very short passage, but I think that we can have an interesting discussion around this. It's something that I've been thinking about a lot lately. So, I'll read the quote and then we'll see where we go. And just note that the first sentence is actually a quote from Epicurus. He says, quote, If you would enjoy real freedom, you must be a slave to philosophy. The man who submits and surrenders himself to her will not be kept waiting. He is emancipated on the spot. For the very service of philosophy is freedom. End quote. So I really like this language that is often used by Seneca and, and a lot of other philosophers as well, right? It's this language of slavery and freedom. And the idea is that, you know, look around your life. Look at all the things that you're enslaved to. You know, you're a slave to your emotions, your passions, you're a slave to uh, to the desire to appeal to the public view, you know, that social pressure. You're a slave to money, you're a slave to uh, you know, sex or drugs, or you know, you've got these 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 addictions that you're trying to deal with, you're a slave to your bad habits, you know. There's so many things that you're enslaved to, but but the philosophers would say, well, that there, there are some things that if you will voluntarily enslave yourself yourself to these things then the freedom that you will gain from enslaving yourself to these things will far outweigh the pain that you go through to enslave yourself to them right so so there's a justified form of slavery in our lives as well right and and this is a really interesting idea and 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 one of the questions you might want to ask yourself is do do you just want to you know, go along with life and be enslaved to things against your will? Or do you want to pick the things that you're going to highly dedicate yourself to? And do you want to choose the things that are going to bring so much value and freedom to you, right? It's kind of, kind of a paradox, right? Could it really be that if I enslave myself to something, I will gain a certain freedom in my life? And that's exactly what Epicurus and Seneca are saying in this passage. Philosophy is the thing that if you enslave yourself to it, if you dedicate yourself to it, same thing, right? If you dedicate yourself to it and truly seek to to work for the purposes of philosophy and to work with philosophy in your life, then, then you will gain a certain freedom and that freedom will justify the effort that you put in to enslaving yourself to this, this task of philosophy. And I'd like to talk a little bit about what it would mean to be a slave to philosophy, what it would actually mean in your life. And I feel it would be most appropriate for me to talk about this subject, you know, in terms of my own personal experience. And one of the things that really turned my mind around when I, you know, started learning about philosophy was just hearing the definition of what philosophy actually means, right? Because... Yeah, you know, I had this previous perception of philosophy, like it was kind of you know mostly to do with study, and you read these these good books from philosophers, right? And 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 you try to to learn some lessons, and maybe you imply you know implement them into your life. Which it's it's, it's a fine view, sure. You know, philosophy is partly about studying and and learning about who you are. I mean, you learn from history and philosophy uh, about who you are as a human being, but that was only kind of. An introduction into philosophy, right? And, and one of the things that really turned me around was learning the definition. What does philosophy actually mean? And what it actually means is lover of wisdom, you know, somebody who loves wisdom. So, a philosopher is somebody who is constantly seeking out wisdom in their life. And so when I started to think about that, then it turned from a practice of study into a life practice, something that I I, I had to engage in in every moment of my life, you know, something that was a lot less about, you know, the kinds of books I was reading and more about the kinds of questions that I was asking from day to day, moment to moment. And I certainly started to notice, particularly towards the end of 2019, when I was really taking my practice of philosophy a lot more seriously, I noticed that the questions I was asking were getting deeper and deeper, and the aims that I was moving towards were getting higher and higher. And not only did I start asking deeper questions, but I actually started wanting to hear the answers. And I think that that's a real key to this idea of being a slave to philosophy is, you know, you can ask questions all day, but you're not really asking a question unless you truly want to know the answer and unless you truly want to do what it takes to figure that answer out, right? And so, I found that really, I, I was not only just asking questions, but I was really thinking, how is it that I could figure this out? And so, my questions were kind of like, you know, who am I? You know, what's my duty? You know, what is it really that I should be doing with my life? What is my nature? What are the parts of myself that I'm unwilling to look at, but that if I did look at, I would I would find some some wonderful treasure that could be turned to my good and to the good of the people around me and there's definitely some insights from Carl Jung uh, you know via Jordan Peterson right cuz he talks about Carl Jung a lot there's some insights there that really turned me around one of those was was the the quote from Carl Jung where he says that what you most need to find will be found where you least want to look now now that That right there is being a slave to philosophy, is deciding that you're going to go on that path and ask the right kinds of questions and to actually seek to get an answer and to look into the places where you least want to look, because there you will find the answers. And one of the things that you have to think about philosophy is, yeah, you can ask those questions, but do you really want to know the answer? Because that's what being a slave to philosophy would be. And you're not actually asking a question unless you really want to know the answer. So, philosophy means asking the question first and saying, I want to gain in wisdom and I'm going to do what it takes to get that. Right? And then once you're on that path and once you enslave yourself to philosophy, meaning you will do what it takes to find that wisdom... The promise of the philosophers and particularly of Epicurus and Seneca is that the freedom that you gain from going on that journey to seeking wisdom, to loving wisdom, the freedom that you gain is going to be far greater than the pain that it took you to find. And, and I, I can truly say that I've noticed that in, in my life, and, and this is not to say that I am perfect in, me, in, in any way, but it is simply to say that I have made vast improvements and I have completely shifted the way that I perceive the world around me and the way that I perceive my potential simply by asking these questions honestly and truthfully and seeking to know the answers. And I think that something that also really changed me was noticing that so many people are not necessarily practitioners of philosophy as much as they are historians of philosophy or of particular philosophical schools. You know there are so many people who can you know recite all of the principles and tenets of Stoicism and uh, or whatever philosophy, right? It's, it's it's the same thing that we would call like a Sunday Mormon back in you know when I was going to church when I was younger. A Sunday Mormon was somebody who could come to church on Sunday and they put on their best face and then they go away and they just live their life normally throughout the rest of uh, throughout the rest of their week doing all the other uh, things that don't necessarily apply to their principles, right? But there is a lot of people who can recite these principles and the virtues and everything but do they really know it right do they really know it in their hearts and in their minds right do they really understand themselves any better do they really know who they are do they really know what their true purpose is do they really embody these principles which leads them to living a more meaningful life well that's that's kind of an open question right it's 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 a chasm that you have to cross if you want to actually start practicing philosophy. And I want to give you a great example, just from my own life, which this was such such a lesson for me to learn, uh, and 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 it truly shook me up inside when when I started doing this. But uh, th- there was multiple moments last year when I had just kind of come back into doing the podcast a lot more regularly, and I was asking deeper questions, and I was really thinking about my life and myself, and 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 where it was that I was heading, and. One of the things that kept on popping up in my mind was, and I told this to Sharon LaBelle in a recent episode, this idea of, oh, I really hope that what I learned this year isn't that I should get back into the music industry and do something with my music. And I kept on hearing that over and over again, and I thought, it's very strange, right, that I kind of have this aversion to going back in that direction, and and. It, what was awakening within me was this realization that i really wasn't living up to my potential when it came to my creativity and my and my 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 output of of music and and that was painful to me right because I'm such a musical person I know that and the people around me know that I've been very musical since I was a a young young man right and and there was this thought coming up I really hope that what you learn this year isn't that you have to get back into that and when I heard that idea of of Carl Jung's which is you know you go where you least want to go that's where the treasure is to be found I thought man I If I really want to practice philosophy, if I'm genuinely asking the question of who I am and what would be most valuable for me to do, then I would actually look at this thing that keeps on popping up in my mind and I'd say, no, that's exactly where I need to go. And so, I applied for university again and I finished my music degree. Finally, after many, many years, the thing that many people had told me, you should just go back and you should finish that, you know. Uh, And I finally did it. Uh, I started, I bought a piano, which was the best decision that I made all year because I, I finally started putting my attention and focus into learning the piano, which is something that I had wanted to do since I was a young, young, young man, right? But, but I really just hadn't put the time in. I knew some basic chords and, and things like that. But um, I spent so much time sitting at the piano last year and I finally started composing. I, I, I never wanted to compose, but I finally realized that that was only because I was afraid of it, because it was hard and it was, it was going to be something that was difficult. But when I leaned into it and I decided to say, you know what, this is part of my nature. This is what I should be doing. This is the direction I should be going. And I actually started doing it. That to me was philosophy because I started listening to the voices that were telling me you're on the wrong path. Get back on the right way. Right, and so I started doing that, and I now find myself you know, a year later. I've I've got a grant from the Sunshine Coast government to produce an album. It's about two three weeks away from being released. Uh, it's it's the best thing that I've ever created. It's it's the best thing I've ever made, and and it's all on piano. This instrument that I decided that I was going to start actually learning and. And so I look back at this and I think that is the clearest example in my life of true philosophy, of listening to what you are being told in your mind, in your soul, and actually following the path that would lead to greater meaning in your life that would also enhance the lives of those people around you. And the result has been that I've created something that I'm actually proud of. You know, I'm I'm actually grateful that I listened to myself and went down that direction because I've I've made something that is meaningful to me and it's the best thing that I've ever made and 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 so you have to think that's that's philosophy. It's listening, paying attention, right? Careful judgment in your life of of, of what you're being told and where you should be going. And listening to the lessons that you've been told over and over again. And that's a key insight to take away from this episode is just, you know, go and read Seneca again or just go read one of his letters and look for all the advice that he gives in there and think, Am I really going to listen and try to take some of this advice and see if it works in my life? Or is this merely a hobby or a pastime for me? Just just reading this philosophy and, and having a good time while I'm doing it, making myself feel as though I'm being productive. When, when really what you want to be doing is taking these lessons and really thinking about them in your life and, and applying them to your life. Oh, there, were, there were so many times in in 2020 where I was reading Seneca and over and over again, he was just crushing me with this advice that I'd heard so many times. But I finally started to think, you know what? I am not doing this. I'm not doing any of this. I need to start actually practicing this in my life and seeing what the results are. And I can truly say That there is a certain freedom that comes along with your dedication to philosophy. And if there is anything that you would want to dedicate yourself to, maybe it is philosophy. Maybe it's the thing that allows everything else in your life to flourish as you grow and learn and expand your perception of everything around you. Maybe that's a a good piece of advice that the Stoics are giving us here and, and the Epicureans. Maybe it's something worth thinking about a while and and maybe it's something worth practicing in your life. So, I want to leave that with you. I hope you have a think about that and I hope that you take something practical away from this episode and, and start using it today to see if you can really move in a direction where you do become a slave to philosophy because I can promise you that there will be freedom on the other side of that. True personal inner freedom. So, anyway, I'll talk to you next time.